Welcome, everybody. It's what we do every Friday here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It is time to get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. Always a pleasure to speak to this man. He does a great job covering the sport of MMA. You can check out MMA Junkie, MMAJunkie.com, and you can follow him on Twitter. I'm talking about Dave Doyle is with us on the Zeke's Pizza Hotline. Dave, how are you, man? Doing great, man. How you doing? I, I'm doing really well. It's uh, you know, it's been a while since we've had a chance to chat, and I want to get your thoughts on a few different things. You know, I was going through your Twitter page, and again, you can follow Dave on Twitter at Dave Doyle MMA at Dave Doyle MMA. And something I wasn't planning on talking about it, but it just caught me. You 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 had the um, the post about uh, Demetrius Johnson that U.S. Customs had some questions about you know the big hunk of metal that he took back home, <laughs> you know, which is. Which is funny, but I, I just want to talk about Demetrius in, in general. And, and it feels like if you're not a hardcore MMA fan like you, like me, he's out of sight, out of mind, which I, which I feel like I know he's happy where he's at. He's probably making better money. He's, he's got a title, all of that good stuff. But in the MMA world, what, what do you think of that move? Do you think it's worked out for him or do you think it's, it's hurt him? or how do, you, how do you view that? I guess it depends on what you consider success because Demetrius has made it clear over and over again that he doesn't care about being some type of, you know, transformational superstar or someone who crosses over into, um, you know, becomes like a Ronda Rousey level star. Um, So, you know, yeah. You would like to think that in the sport of mixed martial arts that there would be an appreciation, you know, a greater appreciation for someone who is just so ridiculously skilled. You know, I mean, if you've got people who listen to this, listen to this who aren't huge MMA fans, I can't emphasize enough just what an absolute gem of a fighter you've got up there in the Seattle area. Absolute world-class talent. Um, But, you know, hype cells and trash talk cells and grudges sell. And because of that, um, Demetrius has never quite been the level of a star that people who don't necessarily have his talents level have become. But so, you know, it's, it's unfortunate on a, on that level. Sure. But at the end of the day, he tells us over and over again that he's happy. He wants to fight. He wants to travel the world. Um, you know, he, he, he appreciates being appreciated for what he does, but he doesn't need to be, you know, in a Conor McGregor type of limelight. So it's kind of a little bit of both, you know? Yeah. I wish that, that, you know, that the world would appreciate Demetrius and on a selfish level, I wish that he would have a third fight with Henry Cejudo who beat him by just the narrowest of margins and one of the greatest fights I've ever seen to win the UFC title. But if he's happy with what he's doing, really, what can you say at the end of the day? Yeah. And, and you're right. He's, as long as he's happy, that's, that's all that matters. It's just, I'm with you in that I, I got to know him obviously being out here. I've talked to him a million times and guy I really like. And as a guy that, that, you know, is, is an MMA geek, self-professed geek of the sport. You watch this guy and even though he is a small guy, and I know that's a harder sell for a casual fan or the little guys, they want to see the big guys and one punch knockouts and all of that. He was stopping guys. He was not. A, he wasn't Benson Henderson, who I love as well. But Benson is a decision guy, and he wasn't that. At, at that light of a weight, he was. He was submitting guys. He had some of the most spectacular submissions we've seen. Uh, I mean, it was. He was an exciting fighter, and I, I never could really wrap my my head around why he had such a hard time 
crossing over because he was appealing. I guess it was just a matter of getting people in front of the TV to watch him fight once and then being sold on it. Uh, outside of that, I couldn't figure out why, why are people not into watching Demetrius fight? Hey, honestly, I think it was a bit of a failure on the UFC's part, too. Um, the UFC has a certain type that they like. Like, if it was up to Dana White at the end of the day, like, if, if he could if he could clone 100 Chuck Liddell's, you know, yeah. he could uh, <laughs> go ahead and do that. Or if he could, he's entirely glad to, you know, when people like Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz pop off at each other to go and uh, ride that train. But his forte, as successful as they've been, his forte has never been um, figuring out how to take someone like Demetrius and make him a star. So I think you have to um, put that a little bit on the UFC, too. Because if you've got a guy who can – I mean, my God, like like the, the one fight against um, uh, Ray Borg where – he threw him into the air in mid-slam transition yeah. into an armbar. That's that's action movie stuff in real life. If you can't sell that, give me a break. Yeah, that that felt like a movie you'd see in a movie and go, yeah, okay, you'd never see that in real life. But that, that's fun <laughs> exactly. for the Matrix, you know, or whatever. But yeah, that was uh, he was an amazing fighter, and I did, you know, even in that second fight against Henry Cejudo, I thought he won that fight personally. I didn't think Cejudo won, but. You know, it is what it is. Mo- moving on, are, are you a fan of the the potential crossover fights where you're seeing, you know, we saw James Tony come from boxing into the cage, which I thought was ridiculous. Floyd Mayweather has teased it. And, you know, now Stipe Miocic is talking about fighting Tyson Fury in a boxing match. And we saw, obviously, Conor McGregor do it. I don't know what anybody expects from these things. I, I, I say the same thing every time. Anybody at the highest level of boxing that wants to step into the cage against a middling MMA fighter in their weight division is going to get destroyed, get destroyed. And the yeah, same is same is exactly true for a, for the, the highest level MMA star in any weight division who goes and fights a middling boxer, much less a, a premier champion. You're going to get destroyed. I, I don't quite get the appeal outside of the conversation. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, I'm I'm so over it. Um, you know, we saw. I mean, so at the end of the day, what it comes down to is you're seeing UFC fighters who are eyeballing what boxers make compared to what they make, what they make, and they're trying to angle their way onto that gravy train. The problem is, we've already seen. So, yeah, Conor McGregor made more money than. And in one night to fight Floyd Mayweather than anyone, you know, than any MMA fighter pretty much has ever made in their career. But that was like a once in a generation novelty, right? That was the biggest MMA fighter at the top of his game in notoriety uh, against the biggest name in boxing who had the gravitational pull to bring Connor up to his level. And it was just. Again, it, it was like uh, you're cap- capturing uh, lightning in a bottle there. Just a once-in-a-generation thing that's going to be looked back on, you know, for this generation the same way, I don't know, just pick any other kind of, like, novelty, like um, 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 blanking the, the man versus woman tennis match in the 1970s. Oh, Billie Jean King, King and Bobby, or, Rig- Bobby Riggs. You know, Muhammad Ali, Antonio Inoki, any of those, like, like one-off things that kind of come and go you know this was this generation's equivalent to that people have already seen the circus you know like i have a i have a i highly doubt that um i highly doubt that 
you're going to be able to bring together that confluence of circumstances to, to get people to pay that type of money to see it ever again. Now, could Steve Miocic still angle his way into a bigger payday than, um, you know, than he might get otherwise from the UFC? Maybe. I don't know that the UFC, you know, the UFC was lucky enough that it's pretty apparent that Floyd was smart enough to carry Conor McGregor long enough to make people feel like that they're hundred, you know, that they weren't ripped off for their hundred dollars. I don't know if that would happen if Tyson Fury uh, got in got in the ring with Stipe, but I don't know. I'm over it. And I mean, yeah, like you said, in either of these crossovers, like for example, Clay Collard, who is a run of the mill uh, UFC guy who kind of came and went, uh, has been trying his hand at boxing, and he got knocked out pretty quickly. Uh, in the opening prelim match on uh, Canelo's uh, card. And that kind of shows you if you do this more often than not, that's what's going to happen. And I don't know. It generates headline. It generates buzz. buzz, It generates clicks in in the short term. But, oh, man, I I really, really don't want to see it. I'm with you. I just don't. It's it's an interesting conversation, I guess. But I I, I feel... I feel like if you've paid any attention to either sport, you realize just how silly it is. I mean, when everybody's like, do you think Mayweather's going to do it? I'm like, absolutely. He's not an idiot. He, he's He's been very smart how he's steered his career. <laughs> he's never taken chances. He fights guys that are too old or too young, and he's certainly not going to step into the cage because it would as long as he stood still or it didn't run, that's that's over in less than a minute. He, he might That right. might be a life-changing beating that he takes. You know, so right. it's just it's it's silly. It'd be fun. I'd love to see it because I hate Floyd. But you know, it just <laughs> it uh, you know the reality of it is just nonsense. But I saw that headline. I'm like, you got to and listen. All all due respect to Stipe, I think he's a, he's a really good fighter. I don't think he's an electric fighter, and I certainly don't think he's got the best stand up I've ever seen. I think he'd go in there and get destroyed. As limited as I think Tyson Fury is, I think he would destroy him. That's yeah, absolutely it. Yeah. Hey, what was your uh, what was your takeaway from the uh, BMF title fight? I, I I've gotten into some debates on Twitter with guys saying, "Well, that was that was nonsense. They should have let it go." And Nate cuts all the time, and he's a fourth and fifth round fighter. And I'm thinking, your argument for extending the fight is that Nate's got great cardio. I'm like, you know, he was he was barely competitive in the first three rounds, and all of a sudden, I'm to believe he was going to pull a 180 and destroy Masvidal, who was having his way with him. It just I, I get the loyalists to the Diaz clan, but it it just if you were watching the fight, it wasn't very competitive. Uh, it wasn't. Um, I still feel like they could have let it go another round. Um, I, I get where the doctor was coming from, but um, we've seen people compete. We've we've seen people go with worse cuts. Uh, we've seen we know the Diaz is cut pretty easily and still keep going. Um, you know, at the moment it happened, I thought it was a terrible stoppage because you just kind of get caught up in the heat of the moment. I don't think it was the worst stoppage I ever seen, but I think that um, you know, I, I do, I still maintain that I think they could have let it gone another round and see how it played out. However, I'm not buying the idea that a miraculous turnaround was coming. You know, at the end of the day, I think we saw things pretty much for what they were, and had it continued. Um, probably, you know, maybe it goes another round and they stop it. Maybe it goes uh, goes all the way out, but I don't see it ending anywhere different than Jorge Masvidal winning that fight. So, uh, 
you know, would have liked to have had that question about Mark removed, but you know, at the end of the day, not the worst thing. Well, and and now we're seeing Nick Diaz saying, "Hey, you're you don't." you know, say you're going to baptize my little brother, and now he wants to fight Masvidal in 2020. And I don't know, did you watch his interview with Ariel Hawani? Did you see any of that? Uh, I, I I didn't actually watch the interview. I've read all the stories that have come out of it. Okay. Um, I was I was just going to get your take on his, his, his um, I don't know how to phrase it, his, his, his mental well-being, if you will. I mean, not that either of the Diaz brothers have been wordsmiths in the past, but he he seemed a bit compromised. He's, he almost seemed like he was slurring. It didn't he didn't seem as sharp, and I use that term loosely as he's been in the past. I didn't. I just want to get your take on that. But the idea of Nick Diaz, after years being out of the cage, all of a sudden being thrown into a, a big money fight with with Masvidal trying to avenge his little brother's loss, I, I got to tell you, I'm not that interested in that one either. What, how do you feel about that potential fight? Um, it would sell, and in this day and age, the UFC is all about chasing after the you know like their entire business model is based on making sure that those two or three fights that really connect with the cub uh, the public come through so it would sell because people love nick diaz but i just feel that there are better things for masvidal going forward you know whether or not that whether that's a title fight against the the winner of um usman and covington uh, whether they do run back the Diaz fight, it, you know, I feel like it still would sell. I'm sorry, the, the Nate Diaz fight. Um, Masvidal just has better options at this point. Um, but you know, again, it, it, like like money talks, and I, you know, regardless of how Nick uh, may have come across, uh, you know, we've, I mean, we've seen the UFC. You know, Conor McGregor committed a criminal act, and they incorporated into incorporated it into becoming the biggest selling pay-per-view of all time. So if it was, um, as he's been portrayed, I don't think, um, I don't know how much that would factor into it, to be honest with you. But um, there were, at the end of the day, there are better options for Masvidal. Last one before I let you go. And again, we're speaking with Dave Doyle of MMAJunkie.com, senior editor at MMA Junkie. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave Doyle MMA is where you'll find him. Uh, last one, we're seeing it looks like John Jones, he, he's saying he wants uh, Dominic Reyes, which, again, for the MMA nerd, I love it. I think it could be an interesting fight. To the casual fan, they don't know who, who Reyes is. And the, and the problem is that there really isn't that electric name in the light heavyweight division right now outside of Jones. I love the trash talk between him and Adesanya, but they're in different weight classes, and it doesn't sound like either is going to move anytime soon. So what do you think of uh, Reyes Jones, and do you think Adesanya Jones is something that's realistic within the next year, or do you think that's just two guys who know they're not really going to fight anytime soon, building up what could eventually be a super fight? How do you view it? I think uh, I think it's the latter. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the, you are correct on the latter thing on uh, Adesanya. Uh, look, Israel's just getting established as a champion. He has the potential to be a gigantic breakout star, but um, he, he's not all the way there yet. And I think John, if John wants to make um, the the level of pay-per-view sales that uh, he thinks is coming to him, I think he needs to start putting an eye towards heavyweight and not – uh, chit-chatting at middleweights. But, yeah, there's, you know, in the light heavyweight division, there isn't a ton of sellable names right now, right? He had those three fights in six months, and, um, you know, the Gustafson fight had the novelty of Jones' first fight in a couple of years. But, 
just the, the other guys just don't have have kind of the name value, and I don't know. You know, Reyes could be an exciting fight, absolutely, but I don't know that that sells uh, on a large level either. So, yeah, I think that the Adesanya thing is just a couple of alpha dogs chirping at each other, but I don't I don't think they're anywhere near uh, being ready to fight each other. And if if Jones wants to really challenge himself in a way that would capture the public's attention. Yeah. Maybe go have a run at Stipe. Maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe go after someone in, in the, the heavyweight division, but you know, it's, it's not going to come from just fighting the contender of the month over and over at light heavyweight. He is Dave Doyle of MMAJunkie.com. Dave, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks so much for cutting out time as always. And I look forward to talking to you again in the future. You got it, man. Have a great weekend.